Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Throwback Madness, where Matt Madness takes an old pay-per-view from the current month and reviews it as if it just happened. So, we're throwing it back to the old school. I'm Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here once again with Mr. Sexy Punakana, C.K. and Joe Rodermill. Always raining. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, from his residence in Rio de Janeiro, taking a break from the Olympics, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the European champion. Uh, it's actually pretty topical for the European Championship, as it was defended on the show we are reviewing. Yes, it is. SummerSlam 98, Highway to Hell in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I guess... More like put me through hell. <laughs> oh, oh, you know how it feels now. <laughs> so I'll just explain why I made this choice. Um, it's an excellent choice, actually. So it was August of 1998. I had just had the best summer of my life in Seattle City, New Jersey. Went away to college. And one of the big bonding things with my friends and I was WWF. So it was like almost like home away from home, watching... Monday Night Raw, and pay-per-views when I was away. So this has like a special place to me because it was the first one I watched away from everybody, away from home. So I had good memories of it. Um, I like that it played into the, our last review also. It gave me, you know, the, the view into the next part of it. And that, I love that they still call it WWF. I was like, yeah. We need to go back to that. I do like that. So, Ayla, I know you like to give our uh, ratings. Right before we actually start the show, would you like to recap for the viewers and listeners our rating system? Yes, if it was a horrible pay-per-view, it's a jobber. I think Joey's going to give that. <laughs> if, it, if it's okay, if it falls in the middle, it'll be called a, um, a slobber knocker. And if it's an awesome show, it'll be a showstopper. All right, so you want to kick off with your rating? Yeah, um, this is better than Fully Little 98. <laughs> it, was much, it was much better. There, it, it was some uh, going on, but I enjoy. I found myself having fun. I enjoyed it myself a bit. So I'm gonna give it a plain slobber knocker. It was good. It was a lot of good, a lot of bad, but the game Triple H delivers <laughs> again. Well, that was one of the reasons I picked it because I know you wanted to review that match. That was a solid match. match. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph, your your rating for SummerSlam '98? It's a tough one. It was it was a pay per view of peaks and valleys, and the valleys were really low, and the peaks, <laughs> peaks were really high. At, at times, this pay per view felt like I was watching like uh, an old school Monday Night Raw, not a pay per view. <laughs> so I, I guess just just out of sheer morbid curiosity for some of, I, I gotta go jobber. Just to throw it out there. <laughs> the I, gotta, first I, gotta, I gotta go jobber. I gotta go one jobber. I gotta go jobber. How how do you like Full Load '98 better than this? Just, just to spite you. <laughs> I do kind of like that we got our first job. You and your job. seasonal residence. <laughs> it is the first job rating we've had. On, on my watch, no less. You're probably going to get Zika virus. <laughs> and I'm also going to give it a go with a and give it a slobber knocker. It was, a lot of it was really good. Some of it was really bad. So there wasn't enough really good and to bring it above a To answer your knocker. question fully, the reason I made this a jobber over fully loaded 98 is because we had a match... With the insane clown posse there for no reason. I don't even know why they were there. There's no backstory to why the insane clown posse was there. We'll, and the oddities versus we'll, 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 tie and tie. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. I hope we do. Yes. Yeah, so the main event for this show was Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Phenom, The Undertaker. This was obviously a, a story that was long brewing before then and brewed long after this pay-per-view was over. Uh, the... Well, Kane and The Undertaker had started to become brothers once again, started to side with each other. 
Mankind got left out in the dust a little bit because of Kane. Stone Cold, he didn't really know what was going to happen because he thought maybe Kane was going to help out Undertaker. But show kicks off once again with the big Valboski. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Oh, that's, that's spot on. <laughs> Is Val uh, here? <laughs> yeah, I uh, always love to see Val Venus, especially then, because that was when he was brand new. All this stuff that he was doing we had not seen before. You couldn't wait to see what his little quotes were going to be before he actually wrestled the match. Yeah, he always had those uh, those liners. It was something about coming this time. Yeah. <laughs> and keep me coming again. <laughs> the, the actual quote was, So, you know, the big Valboski arrived in the Big Apple. <laughs> Where I came, I saw... And I came again. <laughs> and then King says, "Are there ladies in? The, are there any ladies in NYC?" Jerry says, "Yeah." King says, "Yeah, ladies of the night." <laughs> ladies, ladies of the, of the night. night. <laughs> I, I still don't know how they got away with Val Venus for as long as they did. It's a different time, different era. And but, the money shot. Yeah, but you have to tip their cap to them. They got away with it for well over a year, and it was super entertaining for most of that first year. But he went up against D'Lo. For the European Championship, his first shot at WWF Gold. This this is actually one of my lasting memories from this show is him putting on the chest protector. Yeah, wearing it. That was yeah. so good. He looked like a reject power. The injured. the allegedly reinforced chest protector. <laughs> D'Lo Brown, like I said, watching Fully Loaded, that was one of my favorite takeaways from that was remembering how great D'Lo was. Oh, I love D'Lo. It was awesome. And this just solidified it even more when he high-fived Val Venus at the beginning of the match. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was for. You know, bobbing the head, though. It was a fun match. It was a good match to start off. It was off. a good opener. Yeah, it was two, two guys that I, I really enjoy really seeing. Really good opening again. match. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on it, Eli? I see you, I see you going to your notes. <laughs> I just love, I love D'Lo so much. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, he is family. He is, he is family. He is family. He is family. He's close to the heart. <laughs> Former European champion. But like, I love they showed the chest protector the entire match. They, was, they said it was reinforced by members of the, by people close to the nation. <laughs> <laughs> and he sold it. Every little move he did, he sold that chest protector. No matter how how hard or how soft the bump was, he sold it throughout the whole match. I think he took a clothesline at one point and he was like, pointing <laughs> <laughs> The chest protected him. Yet, yet when he missed his splash and hit, hit it with his chest, uh, there was no little effect. And, yeah. then, and then, then there was a D-Lo chant going, and King says, you know, there's a lot of people from Europe here to see D-Lo. <laughs> um, now, do you, did you find new appreciation for D-Lo watching these last two pay-per-views, yes. or did you always feel that way? Well, I like D-Lo from that, because I was, I was kind of casual at this time, so I got D-Lo and... And into 99. So it didn't I'm, take over your life till 1999, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So 98, I'm going back to this. I appreciate this so much because it is so good. You were like a first-time user at this point. You, know? yeah. you didn't get addicted yet. You're, you're kind of just starting to get that itch. Just dipping his toes in yeah, the pool. So what what did you think of this? Good opening match? Great opening was match. Was this one of the peaks or one of the valleys for you? Oh, it, it was kind of a good start off. You know, I like the, like the planes taking off. It, it, was, it was a great match. I didn't like, you know, to have the ref kind of cost Val, Val Venus the match. But I guess this is the way to keep Val Venus still relevant um, and D-Lo with the title. But it was, a great, it was a great opening match. Yeah, it was fun. Two characters that the crowd cared about. And actually, that ref was Jimmy Corderas, who was a good friend of TJR Wrestling's John Canton. Oh. Two fellow Greeks from the country of Canada. So, shout out to Jimmy Corderas. Um, yeah, I thought this was a good match to start. Like I said, I, 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 D-Lo is one of those guys that I rooted against him because he was a heel. 
but he was funny, and I think I just forgot so good. how much I enjoyed him. <laughs> so that has been one of my favorite things about watching these two pay-per-views is that he's just he's so much fun. <laughs> and very missed D'Lo Brown. Yes, he is. <laughs> very, very missed. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see a low down. No, we didn't. Did he, he missed it, didn't he? he yeah, he it. missed it. And or he, a sky he, high. He felt no effects from bouncing off his own, <laughs> yeah, yeah. own chest protector. And then Val put it on, tried to do a money shot. Yeah. Yeah, and Val looked, Jamie Corderas with the money. Val looked very odd in the chest protector, to say the least. He did, but he that, that use, was like... He doesn't use protection. <laughs> he doesn't. That's but what that, I hear. That was one of my lasting memories from, from that show, was him with the chest protector. I, I was like waiting to see that. Uh, we had Mankind with the hearse that Stone Cold Steve Austin destroyed, I guess, earlier on Heat. Mm-hmm. They uh, went back to that. They did a little recap. He was recap. so mad. <laughs> he was not happy. Mankind was all upset. That he was left alone. He said he was going to put Kane in there, but he, he had a sledgehammer. He was waiting to use it on somebody. Austin destroyed his SummerSlam ride. Yeah. Yeah. What did he say? I forget. He said he was going to be in trouble with somebody. <laughs> He's going to be, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> that that era of, because he was still mankind. He was not fully yet. No. Yeah. And still... that's another thing that I think you forget how great mankind was. Oh, he was amazing. And we always talk about the four characters, but. Mankind himself was two different characters. There was the, like, sick, twisted, maniacal Mankind, and then there was kind of the fun-loving, you almost feel sorry like for him. Like, misunderstood, kind of. Yeah. And that's, that was this incarnation of Mankind, is that he was starting to become the lovable Mick Foley at this point. I guess it was hard to make him a true heel after he had gotten thrown off the cell. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to boo him again no. after that. So, so they really didn't have much choice. Um... Kai and Ty oh. the oddities. Wow, this is the this is the, the big biggest value we, we could bring up here. Like out of context, I don't know why insane was that giant, was there. Was that Giant Gonzalez? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Giant Silva, different. Yeah, guy. Giant no, Silva, know, it, Carrigan. No, I'm saying, but wasn't that that wasn't Giant Gonzalez? Just mm-hmm. another different character. No, just Giant like Gonzalez is a different guy. Okay, because it looked um, like him. Yeah, we had Golga, who was Earthquake oh. under that mask. Oh. Some, f- yeah, fat guy with a uh, Cartman shirt. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a mask with Cartman. Why is he? Why is he wearing a Cuban shirt with sweatpants? Aaron, I can't tell you, can't <laughs> give you any good reasons for anything, uh, anyone or anything about this match. <laughs> I nothing always, what, what, no reason. Nothing. Well, I, I got something to tell you. Takamichinoku this time was the reigning, <laughs> defending, light heavyweight champion of the world. He but was. Did, but didn't bring the belt out. They didn't, and we didn't. I don't think we saw a Michinoku driver, which I was happy about. Nope. <laughs> then King says all four members of Kai and Tai don't even weigh the weight of one guy from the audience. <laughs> Perfect line is, um, King, uh, not King, uh, Lawler says, like, I, I, we didn't promise this was going to be a classic <laughs> in the middle of the match. Pretty much telling you, I'm, I'm sorry that we put this match out there for you. Like, like what, what was this? This was so bad. Yeah, so Golga under the mask is, is Earthquake. And apparently he had lost a whole bunch of weight while he was out of WWF. And when they brought him back, they were they basically told him he lost too much weight to be a believable earthquake anymore. And that was the best thing. You think Vince Russo came up with that? Hey, just put on this weird tan mask and put wear on the mask. Wear some stuff. He talks. Bro. He talks. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro. do it. Throw on the freaking bro. Throw on the freaking. Bro, I got mask, something bro. excellent for you, bro. Lo- no, but he was. He like. He wishes he did things with the oddities on his podcast. He talks about this. Talks about the oddities because even what what Jeff whatever Jeff Fastlane whatever his name is. <laughs> he always he always asks what about the oddities and, and Vince says that he wish he did something with the oddities but nothing with the oddities they were horrible. 
Uh, and the insane clown posse did not ma- make them much better. No. 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 I, I honestly hate the insane clown posse <laughs> about as much as I, I hate I don't even know why the, the hell they were there. Yeah. No, it, uh, that was the one thing. I know we've talked before about how everything was over at that time. Like, crowd cheered for, like, everything that came down the ramp at that time. But I, and I looked forward to almost everybody coming out. I hated the oddities. And it was mostly because of the insane clown posse. Horrible. At least, if we could have had, uh, what's his name, um, Yamaguchi-san's wife ringside, <laughs> I might have had a little bit of tolerance for this, but, but yeah, the, needless to say, I guess she you, was I, I, guess it's, I guess it's easy to, uh, pretty confident in saying you're not a juggalo? I'm not a juggalo. <laughs> not, not in any One thing I will say, Kai and Ty was bumping around like Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> they were. <laughs> And I have no appreciation for Taka Michinoko after that. <laughs> and all four of them got pinned at once. <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. It couldn't have gotten much worse. We we just spent way more time on that than we <laughs> needed to. So, so painful I had to. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, earlier on Heat, Fink had his head shaved by Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, this is crazy. Not a good look on Fink. <laughs> I remember actually legitimately feeling sorry for him. <laughs> At the time when that happened, like it, it actually made me sad. You're watching Fink come out here and try and do those DX chops. You can't feel bad for him anymore. It's very I, awkward. I, I think one time he was chopping his yeah. belly. You understand? You're supposed to be like pointing your crotch. Thing. It was it was the worst crotch, crotch, crotch chop in the history of the crotch chop. I, he almost fell over twice. And then when he came out with Xbox, King says, "I always knew Fink was a degenerate." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That King was was at his peak at this point. I guess him and JR both were just firing on all cylinders because even the crap I hated about this show was still pretty played, fun. Just played because, because of the of, yeah. yeah, like Jeff Jarrett's outfit. Yeah, uh, the worst <laughs> ring gear. Like he got it from Delilah's. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was terrible ring gear. The weird. Look, like he could afford a full shirt. Shiny silver pants with like the, the, the three, yeah. the three yeah. strap. I don't that know. That came down and just wrapped around his neck like a choker. Yeah, it was odd. Hair versus hair match, I guess. Very fetishy. Mm-hmm. Um. Against X-Pac, local hero, <laughs> hometown legend X-Pac, lives uh, not too far from here. X-Pac wins. This is before X-Pac started getting uh, what they've co- co- coined X-Pac heat. Uh, people still liked him at this time. People hadn't gotten tired of the gimmick yet. No. He, he dropped a biatch on Jeff Jarrett, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and his little girly voice. Yeah, it really dated the, real the whole biatch. thing. I couldn't. I don't know the last time I heard the term biatch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I think, think Malibu most, most wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reference. Uh, Jeff Jarrett once again with Southern Justice. Another local guy, by the way. Malibu's most James. Oh yeah, Jamie yeah. Kennedy. Right? Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Went to Bonner. Yep. Um, Southern Justice was there at ringside. X Pac had Fink helping him out. <laughs> really even the yeah, odds right there. Just picked it right up. <laughs> and. X-Pac ends up winning with the guitar shot, which never got old to me. I always enjoy seeing yeah, I always wanted to see guitar shot. The guitar. That, was, that was my main main thing, seeing Jeff Jarrett get a guitar shot somewhere in there. My biggest disappointment is that they could not find a pair, a set of working hair clippers. Yeah. <laughs> he still had all his hair when they were done with yeah, it. Was, uh, yeah, like I, <laughs> they just gave him a slight trim. But, and, yeah, you they, I could have easily lent them a pair of hair clippers that would have worked much better than that. It honestly looked like a, like a small beard trimmer. <laughs> oh, it did man. not cut his hair at all. No, because he left with a full head of hair still. Um, I did... 
I did enjoy Jared complaining about the guitar shot the whole time. <laughs> and it's his guitar. Like, like it, it was your guitar shot. He the just got work. it before yeah. you did. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, would you say that was another valley? It was definitely a low. It was low. It wasn't much to it. I enjoyed Xbox. Xbox was awesome. Xbox was good. Now, I was di- here's what I was disappointed about. I think Fink ruined Xbox for me. <laughs> JR used to always gush about what a great athlete Xbox, a hell of an athlete. He'd mm-hmm. always say that. He did not say it in this match. I was waiting <laughs> really? to hear it. Yeah. Because yeah, he always says he's a hell of an athlete. Not even, he's not even 30 years old yet. He'll always say that, too. Yeah. What was he? I think at that time he was like 26, 27. Uh-uh. I don't think so. He was still pretty young. Really? Yeah, I thought he was 26. He might have been 26. Um. I did enjoy also Fink getting to, to use the, the scissors a little bit in the end. And then there was some of Jared's hair on top of his head. <laughs> it looked like he had, a little, he had one of those little flips. Yeah, it looked like he had like a little Homer Simpson flips, curl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fink. With the help of the misfits. Oh, yeah, Draws. Poor guy. He's, I believe he's a quadriplegic now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, speaking of which, uh, the match before with uh, your boy... Uh, D'Lo, he almost dropped Val Venus right on his head. Yeah, he did. Yeah. JR blamed it on the uh, perspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Could have paralyzed another person. Yeah, Draws, formerly known as Puke, before he became Draws. I remember watching him try and go over that gimmick with Vince. He was just puking on cue. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. Yeah. One of my favorite Vince things ever. <laughs> I still probably say that at least once a week, 20 years later. <laughs> We have Method Man in the crowd. <laughs> the mess. Of all people. Was not expecting to see him there. I didn't remember that at all. But I, I like that uh, that he was a big WWF fan. Hopefully he still is. Mm-hmm. Method Man, you ever want to talk some wrestling? You're free to join the <laughs> Matt Mandis. Shout podcast. out, me. Shout out, me. <laughs> you peeps. We had a Doc Hendricks sighting, which always yeah. was funny to me. I just think it's funny that his name was Doc <laughs> Hendricks. It always makes me laugh. I, I was like... I thought it was a typo. I was like, he was really? really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had forgotten all about it, and I watched back um, Bad Blood, which was the 97? first Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. yeah. And he interviewed Michaels and Triple H backstage. And they said, oh, we'll throw it back to Doc Hendricks. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. That yeah, I, I thought everything. it was a typo, because they didn't say it throw it to Doc Hendricks. They just showed his nameplate. I was like, what? Was it, is that a typo? Who, who is this Doc Hendricks they're talking yeah. about? Yeah, he was giving us a, a brief look at the lion's den. Which we would get to later Ooh. later in the night. Uh, we had Michael Cole with The Rock on Heat. You know, he took out Triple H's knee, which was going to be a story going into the match. It kind of was a story coming out of that match mm-hmm. as well. I don't know if that was intentional or not that they knew he was going to be out for the knee injury. I'm not sure. Probably they probably worked it. Yeah, I'm not really so sure, it. but I know he did not hold the Intercontinental title long before. No, they stripped it off him because he yeah. couldn't, couldn't hold his uh, mm-hmm. obligations. And Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock actually won the Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. in the tournament. When he's yep. part of, the, he became he part X-Pac. of the. Um, he beat X Pac. I think it was a triple threat match. I know he beat. I think no, he beat X Pac. Yeah, yeah, he beat X Pac. He, he was part. He was part of the uh, what was it, the corporation. Mm-hmm. Aaron was right. X Pac was twenty six. Okay. Twenty six. Yeah. Um, Sean Sorry. The feud between Jackie and Sable still yeah. still burning white hot at <laughs> this time. Red, red hot. Marrow and Jackie in a mixed tag match against Sable and a mystery partner who Mister- turned out to be the Mysterious Edge. Mysterious Edge, Just uh, yeah, walking was, around among the, in the crowd. Yeah, he was in the crowd earlier in the evening. He came out to be Sable's partner. Now, can anyone verify if Sable was wearing HBK's shorts in that match? <laughs> Cannot verify. I'd have to smell them <laughs> to be certain. Does anybody else think they might have been HBK's? I shorts? think they. I think they. They could have been. Neat. 
Uh, or were they a little longer than HBK's shorts? Probably longer. A little, a little less well, revealing yeah. than he's HBK's shorts. He stole HBK's shorts. <laughs> she, she stole HBK's shorts. I think Triple H gave them to her because Triple H hated those shorts. <laughs> Notorious for trying to get rid of her. Yeah. bananas in the <laughs> But he got him back. He got him back. Yeah, I, I will say, always satisfying to see Mark Marrow take a beating from Sable. Sable wasn't bad. No, she wasn't. She, she wasn't bad at all. It was always funny seeing him get slapped. It was always <laughs> funny seeing him get knocked off the ring apron. Yeah, power bombed, whatever. It just always was funny. And ultimately, I mean, they were out married too much longer after that. Nope. They do say that once you, uh, like when you're in wrestling and you're in a couple and you get broken up on TV, you typically break up backstage too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Rusev just decided, you know, I'm going to propose to this chick <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that they don't, that I'm we gonna, don't break up. I'm going to keep life. this one. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to end up with Dolph Ziggler <laughs> if I don't put a ring on it right now. I think he made the right choice. He like he got to put a ring on he, it. Yeah, he took a little heat for it for a little while, but I think he, uh, well, he's back where he was. He's before. getting that storyline now out of He it. is. But we're not supposed to be talking about current day. We're supposed to be in 1998. So Sable ends up coming out on top. Edge hits the downward spiral. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie. I also like Jackie running away. This is pre-women's revolution. But it's pretty women's if, matches. If, if you let no, if you let them actually have a match, it might not have been that bad because Sable wasn't that bad at all. Which yeah. We know what, what Jackie can do. Yeah, Jackie was actually. That's good. what you should do at a pay per view yeah. is have the singles but, matches. But the mixed mix, mix matches are safe for the show. The but remember, show. this was 1998. It was 1998, <laughs> and I think more than anything, they were playing into the whole Marrow Sable thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. it wasn't just about Sable. It wasn't so much about Jackie either. She was just happened to be an HBK shorts. Was yeah, an HBK mm-hmm. shorts huge, huge played, played a pivotal role in that match. But Sable comes out on top. I believe even in the run up to that, she got the uh, bikini contest trophy mm-hmm. broken over her back. Another callback to fully loaded ninety. There you go. Did did that go on? How much longer did that go on? Do you remember? What after? Sable and Jackie? Well, I know they brought the women's title back not too long after the show, and, and, and um, Jackie won the title there. Won the title one episode of Raw. Other shout-out I have to give them is that they perfectly executed the classic corner spot where the guy falls on his back and then the other person falls yeah, out of the corner perfect. and butts him right, right in between oh, the legs. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, brilliantly executed <laughs> per- by Jackie and, and Mark hurt, right, 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 head, Headbutt right in the crouch. Yeah, yes. always, always gets a good pop from the crowd, always gets a good chuckle out of me. So <laughs> I, I was happy to see it. But yeah, probably, that was kind of, uh, for me, that was probably another valley. Yeah, you're show. not climbing out of that valley yet. I mean, you got a little higher than the oddities, but not not too much more. Yeah, we had again. It's it's a, a TV show kind of thing. It is. You don't go to pay per views to watch this mixed tag match. We had mankind with Michael Cole backstage, complaining that uh, he's going to get killed out there. <laughs> one man, he's not going to go out. He lost his sledgehammer. Vince talked about. Yeah, to steal a phrase from Eric Trimbicki, he was catching L's all over the place. <laughs> He said he lost his partner, he lost his car, <laughs> he lost his weapons. <laughs> he lost everything. And he was about to lose his tag team titles. And Vince gave him a little pep talk. Typing up. Oh my God. Vince is so good. Mick, I personally guarantee you, you'll be in the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame. I pers- my personal guarantee. <laughs> it's your type of match. Yeah, and he, he bought into it. You need a weapon? <laughs> I'll get you a weapon. That's all you need, a weapon? Yeah, what did he give him? He gave him, like, uh... Um, a pan and a candlestick holder. <laughs> a candlestick. Why was there even a candlestick holder there? What reason would there be for a candlestick holder was, anywhere backstage? Vince was out shopping earlier. He saw a candlestick holder. He's like, this will be excellent. But it was so funny how he picked it up, because he picked it up and looked at it. He's like, yeah, this will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would feel away a little it's bit. Here. 
Uh, we had the Lions Den match. Did you think this was better or worse than the? Uh... It was better. You couldn't get worse than that. Better, but not, not better. significantly so. I think my favorite aspect of this match was the way I'm gonna say angle. The way Shamrock was using the cage. He did, but he, he jumping he, off the cage. It was easier to watch. Times. It was definitely easier to watch, and I, I did like those spots when he jumped off the cage. He went, he went to that wheel uh, one too many times. I he think. did. There was blood in this match, which <laughs> there should have been in the first one. I like that the ref couldn't be inside. Like, yeah, it's truly I, I laughed so hard just seeing the referee going just walk around the top of the cage. I laughed so hard. Yeah, it was truly a lion's den. Yeah. Like, there was no no spectators, nobody else in the lion's den besides the combatants. Uh, Owen's always fun to watch. I did I did like this one a little better. Uh, I thought it was cool, again, it was off-site. It wasn't in the arena. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool that they give it like a little different unique. look during the show. And liked that Shamrock, I loved his counter to the sharpshooter mm-hmm. when he started climbing the cage, got loose, and then hit the, the ankle lock, which would then be made famous by Kurt Angle, who was not there yet, but he was soon on the way. Mm-hmm. When did he debut? Was it in late 98 or 99. 99. Survivor Series 99. Oh, was that late in 99? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm, yeah. I guess the great Sean Stasiak. <laughs> yeah, that I always will remember, <laughs> that, it, that it was against him. Uh, Dan Severn walked out on Owen. <laughs> he was mad and was ready to tap. Yeah, Dan Severn apparently, from everything I've ever heard, was not a big fan of uh, being in the WWF. <laughs> he basically would tell people all the time, like, I could just win this match if I want to. Nobody's going to stop me from doing it. I don't think he ever pulled it off. But who, is he, who is he, Conor McGregor? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, guess he, I guess he thinks that's who he is. He wasn't all that bad. No. No, he wasn't. I, I was, I'm glad that uh, Dan Severn didn't have a long... Shelf life. I liked it. The Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackman, got a shout-out in this match. <laughs> what did they say? Him and Shamrock's uh, relationship was on rocky terms or whatever? Yeah, it was, a, it was a razor's edge. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember exactly. Two of them. The most charismatic man in the well, history they, they of were fighting for the, they were fighting, they were fighting for the right to, to kind of... They to both like to pull those off. Those little, to be the mean guy with no personality. Yeah, the mean guy with no personality that yelled. Shamrock was, that was really good, though. As much as he had no personality or mic skills, he was awesome in the ring. Yeah, he was strong in the ring. I don't. I think people forget how good he really was. In he the was. Ring. But he was before his time. Yeah, he just. He was. Didn't have an, a character behind him. Um, Michael Cole with Steve Austin. Basically, Austin said, "Anything goes. You know, I'll do anything to win. It doesn't matter what it takes. I'm going to win." Classic Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. And we had mankind going. Solo against the New Age Outlaws. Very DX heavy show. Yeah. Again, coming from Fully Loaded as well. DX falls, heavy. Yeah, Falls Count Anywhere match. New Age Outlaws came out with the dumpster. I, like, I love up. that because it went back to WrestleMania 14 mm-hmm. earlier in the year. When they put, didn't they push him and Funk off the stage? Yeah, on episode of Raw. And then the WrestleMania match was a dumpster match. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that, that uh, Mankind was. Smoking them at the beginning. Yeah, he put up a fight. He was holding his own. <laughs> they really gave some nice shots, but it was mainly just out there. Foley go out there, take a couple shots, make it look good. Foley getting beat. Well, he did make it look good, and yeah, they, they they did make him look pretty insurmountable. I mean, he kicked out of probably at least yeah. three or four different things that nobody else would. Foley have taking out of. bumps and making it look good. I mean, ultimately, I don't like to see the titles change hands in this scenario. It doesn't do anything for the New Age Outlaws, but. Well, added to the story, Atlas, they just wanted their titles back. They made it clear, even after Fully Loaded, they just wanted their titles. Yeah, they didn't even care. after Fully Loaded, they didn't they care. Didn't care. They, they, they just wanted back. them. Yeah. 
Yeah, they uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. The one thing I think was missing from this match was an elbow drop off the ring apron onto the floor. I don't think he got one of those. Who Foley? Foley. No, he did it. Yeah, I feel like that should be a staple in every Foley match. <laughs> well, the best part of this match was when it was over, and when Kane came up from the dumpster, <laughs> and, and you see the elbows just run away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and apparently smashed his head in with a sledgehammer? Yeah. Oh, damn him! <laughs> damn him! <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> my, my God, did you hear that? Did you hear anything, by the way? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I feel like they should have had a sound effect. If like a crushing gonna... skull or someone scream? Yeah, uh, but I did like You just heard him here. You heard actually, it actually hit the bottom of the dumpster. I did like the outlaws running away. Uh, I liked that they were trying to portray that someone le- legitimately got smashed in the head with a sledgehammer <laughs> and would live to tell about it. Uh, e- even Mankind, the one guy who I think... Could go through anything. If anyone had a chance to survive a sledgehammer to the head, it would be Foley, but even he, I don't think, no. would bounce back from that. <laughs> but it was cool, and I forgot that even happened. Now, did you remember that or no? What, the sledgehammer? Did you remember Kane was in the Kane dumpster? Kane came out of the mm-hmm. dumpster when they yeah, did you? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. I was probably pretty drunk by this point. <laughs> by this point in the night. Cause I, I don't think I watched that show since. You intoxicated? Believe it Back or not. Back then? No Believe way. it or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> I told you. I Not madness. I realized doing these throwback madness episodes how that I drank way too much watching every pay-per-view and I forget almost everything that happened. Well, a young Alo was probably sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was passed out. You were just tucked in. <laughs> The main event, well, no, not the main event, but some people might argue it was a main event quality match. It was a main event. This was... It was a main event. What you like to call a blood feud, one of the greatest all-time blood feuds, two, uh, two young blue chippers in The Rock and Triple H fighting over the Intercontinental Championship once again, this time in a ladder match. Finally, to put a resolution to this whole thing, Alo, I'm going to let you... Run with this. Oh, you can go ahead. Jump in. Because I'm going to have a lot to say. So you go, y'all go ahead first. No, just go. No, go ahead. Joe, what do you? Uh, what were your thoughts on this match? It was a great match. It, it was, for me, made you know the pay-per-view, start bringing it up because I was down here for a while. I was really into this match. I thought... Got the chalk thrown in his face, got the Lobos, <laughs> got a little bit of everything. Mercilessly working on the, the injured knee. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought this was a match where... You definitely felt like we're not in a wrestling match right now. Like we're we're trying to kill each other. Like we need to end. Yeah, this it felt real. All. You believed the fight was real, bro. And it was similar to. That's what it's all about, right, Vince? It had a similar emotional feeling to it to uh, the last Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match at Battleground. I felt like that desperation that like I have to beat this guy. I cannot lose to this guy. Not too long after Rock start went went, went face. Yeah, the next month, they were just pushing him. Yeah, it was like almost immediate. Triple H was out from the injury, and but this was one of those matches where you just knew, you knew that Triple H was going to finally come out on top and get that title, that awful purple Intercontinental Championship. You don't like the purple leather? I didn't like it at all. Even with all that crap in his eyes. Well, I grew I grew up with that Intercontinental Championship. Well, you went through every, you went through every, almost every version of it. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I don't have much tolerance for any other version besides that. <laughs> I can I can tolerate the different colored straps on it, but I need that front plate to be satisfied with the Intercontinental Championship. But I thought this was an awesome match. This was one of the greatest ladder matches of all time. 
This was probably one of the better non-final match of the evening matches, especially from that era. So, so you're saying this match deserves to be in the WWE Top 100 book they have? Of course it does. I would, I would never argue that it does. Because uh, some, match... some friends of the show, other than arguing with my, with my brackets, they argue that this match shouldn't be in the book. It should this be in the match, Top 100? This match absolutely deserves to be in the Top 100 matches. And this was not a spot fest ladder match. There were some spots in it, but this was like a street fight. Of a ladder match. It's a lot of good work between those two. Rock busted open, Triple H on one leg, got the uh, mandatory China low blow. Yeah, and he got the, the dust in his eyes. Couldn't. I believe we saw the beginnings of sexual chocolate. Yes, that's, that's the first thing in my notes. That's the first. That's my first note right there. The prelude to sexual chocolate. Oh yeah, it's right there. Can't argue with the man. But the funny thing is, he he was stuck on China. She he tried to he fought a restraining order against China <laughs> for sexual harassment, <laughs> and then she tried to call it off, and then they went out, and then she tried to bring their friend her friend to the picture. Turns to be a man. <laughs> That's that, a man. Yeah, I love that uh, that whole era of Mark Henry. <laughs> That's when he was really coming into his own. Uh, so what are you? What are what are Alo, Mister Wednesday Night Live? Well, once again, the evolution of these superstars is awesome. Three months later, the Rock's World Champion. Next year, Triple H is the main event in SummerSlam. You guys know I. You guys know I, I hate ladder matches nowadays because this match there was psychology in this match. You don't see psychology in ladder yeah, matches. Yeah, wasn't a spot fest. Yeah, well, it's like yeah that too because nowadays in ladder matches. They just it, it kind of seems like they're going with the motions to set up a spot. There's they're not even trying to win the match. Even on Heat, I wish I wish they did this now because on Heat, The Rock took out Triple H's knee, and what do you have to do to climb a ladder? You have to use your leg and your knee. So they did that. So so Triple H would have to be at a disadvantage. They they could do stuff like that now instead of having two pre-show matches. Have some have segments like that backstage, and not have guys come to the commentary table. Do backstage stuff like that so people can actually watch. What's going? What's what's going? What's going on? And get you and get you to actually want to get the WWE Network because you stream yourself on WWE.com and your WWE Network. Get, do stuff like this to get people excited, and, and all and also. There's, there's not many spot fests. This is, they put over that. This is what is it, probably the third ladder match in WWE history. There weren't many because because they, they were talking about how Michaels and Razor because their match was in the same arena in the in MSG, so. I love this match. And <laughs> did you catch when The Rock was at the ramp and then, um, they was they were saying boo, they, die Rocky die or boo Rocky? Yeah. He's like he's like shut up mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there there are quite a few f bombs. Yeah, there were a lot of f bombs, okay. especially during this match. Those classic sideburns. Oh yeah, the uh, classic sideburns. The Rock. Before, they're a beautiful thing. Before he was the. Uh, the chiseled monster he is now. I know. Now it looks like his bulbous head is going to explode. In he seriously is in ten times better shape now than he ever was. And like, like you said, WWF. to the, the ladder matches we have now where they have like 16-foot ladders yeah, and they have like a two-foot ladder and they have they just had a regular ladder. Yeah, and they don't you even use tr- that ladder. Yeah, and they don't even try to win. That's, that's the thing. You don't try to win. They just try to do spots and that's not a, what a match should be. What are you trying to win? You could do that stuff but set yourself up to win. They don't do that until it's the last... Three minutes of the match, and then Mark Henry he took a spot out. He took a a page out of China's book, throwing the powder in Triple H's face, and then China did nothing the whole match. But like I said, you know she was there, gonna play a play, the play a factor. Throw, throws a low blow, and just just like 
And with, with that stage setup that they had for Madison Square Garden, just the shot of Triple H grabbing the Intercontinental and, watch, and seeing everybody stand up and cheer, that pop was for the Intercontinental title, not the yeah. world title, for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. Because those two made it yeah. such yeah. a big deal at that time. And they, they put storyline behind it, and they gave it relevance. Well, the fact that they were fighting at that level over that, I mean, one, it puts that title over as meaning something. The fact that those two guys were, like, everybody knew at that time, like, these guys are probably the next two guys. And this is what they're, this is what they're using to bring themselves up to the, bring themselves up to the big stage. Triple H sold the hell out of that knee injury. The Rock was playing the heel role to a T, just would not, would not let that knee get a yeah, and he worked rest. On, and he worked on the knee in the match too. So so he it went made right. sense. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah, he he slammed it in between the ladder. He smashed it into the ladder. He did. I mean, every, everything he could have done to his knee, aside from hitting it with a sledgehammer, he did. <laughs> Putting and in a dumpster and crushing his knee. In the... Also, they had you know an unbelievable match the month before at Fully Loaded, and they managed to actually exceed. Like, the violence, the tension, everything in this match. It's exactly what a blow-off match is supposed to be. Yeah, and, and looking back now, the fully loaded, the way it ended with the, you know, kind of a draw, made this match even more, it hyped it up even more, so it kind of played played in well. I really yeah. wish they did draws, because it, protect, it would protect so many guys. It would, and I think this might have been another case of, I guess we'll move into the main event, unless there was anything else you wanted to say about it. Triple H, the GOAT. <laughs> This match is one of those occasions when the second-to-last match, I think, almost ruins the crowd for the main event, where you let out so much during a match. Because when this match started, I didn't feel like there was much noise in Madison Square Garden. No. And that says a lot when it's Stone Cold. They popped for Austin coming out. Well, yeah, I mean, I I was popping because I I love that old-school glasses break. And you see that glass area, like, shatter. Stone Cold walks out with his little attitude, little head shake. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. But I felt like the crowd was not... Mm-hmm. I had a mild reaction. And, yeah. Well, got a little excited. Well, when they, when they say that happens, it's, it's really true because we experienced it last year at TakeOver Brooklyn. We experienced, we saw Sasha and Bailey. Then when Ballard and Owens came out, we probably we didn't really appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, Kevin Owens is still... Not <laughs> exactly. Well, he was match made the night, right? Yeah, it did. Obviously. Well, it, to him, it did anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that it was not a letdown because these are two of the greatest of all time. I did forget about Austin getting his bell rung in the oh, match yeah. when Undertaker stood up and I guess hit him hit him right in the mouth. And he, he was like almost borderline out cold on the mat. And it took him a little bit to get his legs yeah, back t- up. <laughs> Because he, I think he was supposed to suplex Taker at one point. You could just see his legs yeah, were just yeah. like wobbling was underneath him. Borderline knocked out. But give him credit, the toughest SOB. He pulled through. I thought this was a fun match. It was a classic Austin, exactly what you expect from Stone Cold Steve Austin. The stunner is always looming. You never know when you're going to get it. It was kind of the precursor to the RKO out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Would end a match at any time. Stunner out of nowhere. Yeah. I. Enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the, the previous match more, but I thought this was a great main event. What are your thoughts on the main event of SummerSlam? I loved the main event. I mean, it was it was right there with the match before. Like you said, it didn't have as much 
crowd behind it, but I mean, I loved it. It was a great match to look into, and I, I liked how you know Undertaker sort of sat up at the end, handed Stone Cold the belt. You know, you thought it was gonna be a complete total chaos, but they like, handed him his belt. Um, again, they they went on to feud a little more. I mean, they set up. I'm not gonna go too deep in case we cover anything. We'll we're not. Don't worry. Go. We're not. <laughs> well, this this sort of led into the Ministry of Darkness. It did, because then you have Kane and Undertaker pretty much against Stone Cold, a handicap match, and Kane could not get pinned, so it was just all stacked against Stone Cold. Yeah, Kane and Undertaker couldn't pin each other, yeah. right? No, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Kane came out and Undertaker sent him back. <laughs> I like that after the match, Kane came back out. I love that shot of the two of them just yeah. standing on the runway. And looking at him, because yeah. that's, gonna be, that's the main event for the next month. Yeah. Yep, it's a matter of time. Yeah, so Alo, your thoughts on the main event? Well, I like the main event. I love, like, I love that last shot because that set up, well, it carried over the story, but Kane coming out in the beginning, and then the final shot is, would eventually, Them two standing there. Yeah, would eventually be the triple threat at Breakdown the next month, which we were not reviewing, <laughs> by the way. The vote, the results are in. We're not reviewing that. But Stack deck. As much as, as, <laughs> as, much as Taker and Austin are beloved, they don't, some, something, this is what might be my opinion, their chemistry just was not always there. As awesome as the Undertaker is, he he's been in a lot of stinkers over the past. <laughs> as much, it does come from somebody who loves the Undertaker. He didn't have chemistry with certain guys, and Austin, him and Austin had chemistry, but the matches were nothing that you will actually remember. The match was fine though. Match was fine. I, I love the spot when they went to the crowd and you saw all the signs because there's a couple signs. That were awesome. Wasn't there a Stone Cold Suck sign there? No, I, I don't. I didn't pick that one. But there was a Goldberg is the man sign, Vince Ver, Vince Fear's talent sign. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, yeah. Even back then, people knew. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when I saw that. I didn't notice that one at all. I loved it. I loved the Taker leg drop from the top rope. That was an that awesome was awesome. Spot. I don't know how he didn't knock out Austin. Oh uh, yeah, because the table didn't break. Taker dropped Ooh, yeah, to the that, table. That looked bad. It looked horrible. I felt bad for us. I was like, like, how is he not hurt? Yeah, he took the brunt of his weight. Yeah, but that that was a. I didn't remember that either. That was a great spot, and that's like you said. Undertaker's had a lot of stinkers, but you cannot help but appreciate. He's got to be the best big man. Yeah. in the history. Yeah, of the yeah, you, yeah, you have to appreciate it. He's yeah, had right. stinkers, but that's not even always his fault because. They know who he is. Vince knows who he is, and he's thrown him out there to put on these stinkers like mm-hmm. John Gonzalez, Nathan Jones, Heidenreich, Brett <laughs> Kali. Nathan Jones, he, that man was amazing. He was, <laughs> oh, he was horrible. It was so bad. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> it, like he like Taker was awesome. It's just the fact that sometimes he didn't have the chemistry with other people, but also he had lower-level talent to put over. I feel bad for him to take a great time because he was assigned to put these guys over. A lot of these matches he lost. He was the conscience of the locker room. Yeah, a lot of these matches he lost. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't know if you caught this because it's it's something real quick before you end before you before the paper goes off. Did you see the guy jump the ramp and touch Austin right when the paper view went off? (laughs) No, I didn't notice that. The security chased him. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. I was, trying Did, to, I was trying to figure out why they had a Penn, PSU Hazleton sign. In, in the I noticed that, too. I, I was like, meant why? To bring that why? Up. I don't know. I guess somebody made the road trip. Yeah, I know. They're, road trip, they're advertising PSU Hazleton <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. if that's some kind of prestigious. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they were hoping to get it on the map. Yeah. Then it didn't work. Product placement, no. <laughs> it could work now. Down like Let's try it. Yeah. Let's try it. Next show we well, go to. Okay, so maybe we go to SmackDown, our... we'll have a PSU Hazleton sign. <laughs> 
Maybe we should put a PSU Hazleton sign up behind <laughs> us. We should. We should have it. Um, but that is SummerSlam 98, Highway to Hell. It was a fun event. Now, Aaron, watching these back, do you find that maybe the Attitude Era wasn't quite as good as everybody thinks Ooh. it is now? Oh. Well, damn. But see, th- this damn is my thing. Words. This is my thing. Me. This is my thing. I'm like, uh, ill. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. So... I go back to stuff I watch, and I always, I'll be honest about it. It may not have been good, but you take it for what it was. The Attitude Era, the stories were intriguing. The characters were intriguing. But I tell people all the time, the wrestling is better. You were in, in, in for into the Attitude Era back then because of the characters, and you don't want to give people a chance. A lot of people won't go back to shows they watch back in the day that still come on the day because they were in, they're into that. They don't want to. Be, they don't. They think things should just be that. Yeah. Well. One thing I realized too, and me and my friend, you know, Marsh, and me mm-hmm. and Marsh, and we're watching this this SummerSlam, and we were talking about it. It's one thing you realize now with the talent level that there is, the mid card's not a huge drop off from the main eventers. Watching these pay per views and some of these this era, there's these guys that are amazing that you want to watch, and then you watch these other guys that they just throw them out there. And oh like, yeah, oh my God. The, yeah, there's early, a huge the drop off. Three matches, huge drop off in talent. Yeah, the first three matches on any show from that era are going to be nothing compared yeah. to the last three matches. Yeah. Now you could have the match of the night in the first or second yeah. match. Yeah, and, and I, oftentimes you do. Yeah, and I another thing I appreciate is everybody had something to do. For example, everybody had a gimmick. Even the insane clown posse had yes. something to do. Yes, the what? giant what? Soma. Taka Minchino, ha, ha, got What's his name? Yamaguchi son. Yamaguchi son. Oh. He had something to do. Yeah, and everybody Earthqu- had something Earthquake. to do. Earthquake. Let's just make a mention. Earthquake did not have to. Oh, I'm calling him Earthquake because we revealed his face. Mm-hmm. Did not have to pour water into Tamaguchi's shoe. <laughs> Like didn't. That, that was just rude. Earthquake lost weight and still had something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wear a mask and a Cartman shirt. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, he couldn't be Earthquake anymore, and he still had. Something. Exactly, and that's what you appreciate. But a lot of people they don't like they don't like change. They like what they like, and they will, and they'll stick to it. That's how pe- that's how people are. And they shouldn't always be that way. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I heard this. Actually, no, comedian Todd Glass was talking about people who say, "Oh, back then, back then." He's like, "No, tomorrow is always better." Technology is going to be better. People are going to be more open-minded. Like, tomorrow will always be better. And we should always want tomorrow to be better. Why do you want to be 50 and think all the best stuff you ever saw happened when you were 20? Why wouldn't you want things to keep getting better? Why don't you want to think, oh, I saw this great movie in 1999. Yeah. But I saw an even better movie in 2009. And then I saw an even better movie in 2019. Can't imagine how good the movie's going to be in 2029. I feel like we need, like, dramatic music yeah. playing and then, <laughs> in the background. And another, another thing is people be like, people say, oh, it's shot differently. Of course, because what you like is from 1993. If they redo it in 2016, it's going to look different. So it's going to look at hands. You may not like, you may, like, we're in era of CGI. CGI... Is a hit or miss nowadays. Back then, you took it for what it was. Yeah, it's 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 going it's going to look different. You have just appreciate it for what it is. Are you, I'm reading between the lines a little bit. Are you kind of talking about Suicide Squad or no? Anything pop culture. <laughs> Anything pop culture. Read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I, right. I take it back. Like so, 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 <laughs> you gave me a disguised stone cold salute. Some, <laughs> some things, some things are timeless. For example, <laughs> he took it back. He took it back. for superheroes, I'll compare. It's all good. That for superheroes, I'll compare it to Batman '89. That movie still stands the test of time because that movie was a little bit before its time. And, and you watch it now, it doesn't look bad now. So people talk yeah. about Michael Keaton's Batman, but okay, why can't Batman be Batman? Some stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very uh, against. I was one of those guys at one time. One of the articles I wrote maybe two months ago about that, how as like a 25-year-old, I was I was like an old, grumpy old man. It was like, ah, nothing's going to be as good as it was 10 years ago. And then I realized, like, oh, God, it's a horrible way to live. So, <laughs> luckily... Day, every day's going to suck more than the one before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess that was a long way of saying SummerSlam 98, it might not have been as great as I remembered it. Whoa. Um, but you remember still, more. Yeah, it was still this a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, still you, a lot of fun watching. Yeah, you it. always remember the fun you had with it. Yeah, and that's the the famous quote: "People won't always remember what you did or whether you won or lost, but they'll remember how they how you made them feel." So, it was fun. I enjoyed watching it again. I hope you guys did as well. Halo, do you want to make the big reveal of the viewer choice winner from for September? Yes, I will. So. We are not watching Breakdown 98. Breakdown 98, yeah! No, no. You said it. No, we are not watching that. No. So, that we, accumulated, we accumulated everybody's picks. We put it in the randomizer. And the winner of the September Throwback Madness... WrestleMania 98. No. <laughs> oh, no, that is horrible. <laughs> the winner of September, for the September Throwback Madness is... Tyrell, the Roadblock Miles, with Unforgiven 2002. All right, Tyrell. Unforgiven so, 2002. So the viewer choice winner for September Throwback Madness. What was it again? Tyrell, Roadblock Miles, with Unforgiven 2002. So Unforgiven 2002. I do not remember this at all. I'm assuming I will when I go to watch it. But. <laughs> so Were you still watching? Huh? Were you still watching? I was at that okay. time. I didn't, I didn't really stop till. I started becoming like a part-timer, like Brock Lesnar in around 2003. Okay. And then I, I dipped out altogether in like 2006. I would only watch like HBK matches. <laughs> so this is going to be brand new for you? Well, anything after 2003 will probably be brand new for me, unless it's 2013 on. But, so I'm looking forward to the next Throwback Madness. Thank you, anybody who Some watched good matches this on one. Under, undercard's excellent. One. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm looking forward to it. Kurt Angle Benoit, Edge Eddie Guerrero. Well, now I'm, now I'm super excited for it. There you are. That's like you say, it's Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it takes, and I'm in. Uh, so thank you, Tyrell. Thank you, everybody who made a suggestion. So for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, out of his residence in Rio de Janeiro, Mr. Sexy Punicana from now until forever, Joey Rodermill, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you in September.